Well, good morning. Good to see you here today. We've been blessed with some wonderful music this morning. I want to welcome you here on this glorious Easter morning. We sometimes call this Sunday Resurrection Sunday because it is about celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. But what if he didn't rise from the grave? In 2007, the Discovery Channel delivered a really cheery Easter message to America's Christians. They said, Jesus is dead and we found the body. After a lot of fanfare and hype, the lost tomb of Jesus was aired to an audience of 4.1 million viewers. This so-called documentary was directed by journalist Simka Djokovic, better known as the host of The Naked uh, Archaeologist, a show in which he is neither naked or an archaeologist. And it's produced by James Cameron, known for his direction of the movie Titanic and Avatar. This show claimed that they had found the tomb of the biblical Jesus. Several bone boxes, or ossuaries, as they're called, were found south of Jerusalem. One ossuary was labeled Jesus, another was labeled Marima, or Mary, and a third had an inscription reading, Judas, son of Jesus. The theory is, of that show this is, is that Jesus of Nazareth survived the cross. He married Mary Magdalene, and they had a son and named him Judas. So what are the chances that this really does contain the bones of Jesus? Most experts say the theory of the show had more holes in it than the hull of the Titanic. One of the archaeologists who oversaw the opening of this tomb much earlier in 1980 said it makes a great show for TV, but it is completely nonsensical. Jesus, or Yeshua, was the third most popular name of Jewish men, and Miriam, or Mary was the, simp- the single most popular name of Jewish women at that time. The idea that these are the ossuaries of Jesus of Nazareth and Mary Magdalene is a pure fabrication. So basically what Professor Clonus said was that this would be like finding a tombstone somewhere in the United States that said George and Martha and coming to the conclusion that it was obviously the grave of George and Martha Washington. Perhaps one of the most implausible things about the claim of this show is if Jesus and Mary Magdalene were married and they had a son, what is the odds that they would name him Judas after the betrayer of Jesus? That would be unlikely. It would be as likely as a couple of the Holocaust survivors naming their son Adolf Hitler Goldenberg. But on this Easter, let's entertain the possibility that they found the bones of Jesus. What would it mean if Jesus is dead? It's okay to ask that question. What if there was no resurrection? Because in the text that we're going to look at this morning... Paul himself used that if five times in this passage. So what if? 
Let me invite you, if you have your Bibles this morning, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. What the Bible teaches us is that there is life beyond the grave and that we can be assured of that life because Jesus conquered death. But there have always been people who didn't believe in the resurrection. And in his letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul addresses such a group. The fact of the resurrection forms the basic of all Paul's arguments found in the letter to the church at Corinth. That because Christ was raised, life beyond the grave for us is possible. It seems that some, though, in that church were saying that Christ had not risen from the grave without realizing what that meant about their own future. If Christ did not conquer death, then you and I surely will not. The Apostle Paul put the importance of the resurrection in perspective when he said in 1 Corinthians 15, 17, if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sin. When Paul wrote about the importance of the resurrection, he, fra he framed it in what is called a conditional sentence. He said, if Christ is not risen. Paul is not expressing doubt or uncertainty about the resurrection. In the Greek language, there are a variety of ways of expressing condi conditional thought. In this instance, it is called a second-class condition, which assumes the falsehood of what is being said. Paul is just contemplating the awful alternative that if Christ is not risen, but he is, he does this because he wants us to understand just how important the resurrection is to our faith. What difference would it make if Jesus did not rise from the gate? A British agnostic once said, let's not discuss the other miracles, let's discuss the resurrection. Because if the resurrection is true, then the other miracles are easily explained. And if the resurrection is not true, the other miracles don't matter. In 1 Corinthians 15, 13 through 19, Paul demonstrates that the resurrection of Christ is essential to our faith. In these verses, Paul deals with the world's greatest if. What if Jesus had not been raised from the dead? Paul sets the premise when he writes, but if there is no resurrection, in verse 13, of the dead, then Christ is not risen. As odd as it may seem to us today, it is not all that novel that a man was crucified. Over the course of history, many men have, been, have died of crucifixion. In 1519 B.C., for example, the Persian king Darius crucified 3,000 Babylonians. In AD 66, the Romans crucified 3,600 Jews, which started a revolution. By the time it was, order was restored, the executioners had literally run out of crosses. So it is not merely that Jesus was crucified that was important. 
he was crucified. Even his enemies agreed. Jesus was crucified. There is no doubt. There's one thing also that the enemies and friends of Jesus alike agree, and that was that on the Easter morning, the tomb was empty. Had it not been for the resurrection, the ministry of Jesus would have ended. His followers would have been scattered. His claims would have been ignored, and he would have become just another religious martyr. But if there was no resurrection, what would the world be like today? Well, number one, if Christ is still in the grave, then faith has no foundation. He first of all says that preaching then is meaningless. Verse 14, and if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. If Christ is still in the grave, then Jesus will not have conquered death and death would be forever man's conqueror. Without the resurrection, the good news would be the bad news and there would be nothing worth preaching. Without the resurrection, the gospel would be an empty, hopeless message of meaningless nonsense. For the last 39 years, I've been preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. If that resurrection is a cruel hoax, then I'm a fool, and I have basically wasted my life. He also says faith, then, is pointless. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is empty. I want us to focus on that little word in the second part of verse 14, the word empty. Some translations had the word vain. But the word vain has a different meaning for most of us today than it did for the translators. If I say John Smith is vain, what am I implying? In our day, vain means excessively proud or excessively concerned about one's appearance. But the word used here twice in verse 14 means without content. If Christ is still in the grave, then Bertrand Russell, the 20th century British philosopher and self-professed atheist, sums it up for us what the natural outcome of life would be without the risen Christ. He wrote, the life of man is a long march through the night, surrounded by invisible foes, tortured by weariness and pain towards a goal that few can hope to reach and where none can tarry long. One by one as they march, our comrades vanish from our sight, seized by the silent orders of omnipotent death. Brief and powerless is man's life, and on him and his race the slow, sure doom falls, pitiless and dark. For man, condemned today to lose his dearest, tomorrow himself to pass through the gates of darkness. If Christ is still in the grave, then our faith has no foundation. Secondly, if Christ is still in the grave, then all Christians are false witnesses. Beginning in verse 15, it says, yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, 
whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. If Christ is still in the grave, then every person who claims to have witnessed the risen Christ and every person who preached that Christ was risen is a liar, including Paul and all of the other apostles. To deny the resurrection is to call the apostles and every other leader of the New Testament church not simply mistaken, but liars. If Christ was not risen, together they came together and presented this consistent and harmonized account that they knew was not true. They not only lied, but they died for that lie. It is not inconceivable that people will lie, but there are only a few who are willing to die for a lie. Lee Strobel says, people will die for their religious beliefs if they sincerely believe that they are true. But people won't die for their religious beliefs if they know those beliefs are false. While most people can only have faith that their beliefs are true, the disciples were in a position to know without a doubt whether or not Christ had risen from the dead. They claimed they had saw him, that they had talked with him, that they had eaten with him. If they were not absolutely certain they would not have allowed themselves to be tortured to death for claiming the resurrection that had not happened. Do you really think that a man would give his life if he didn't really believe what he was preaching? Tradition tells us, as Matt told us in the earlier hour, that Matthew, the apostle's body, was run through with a spear. Mark was dragged through the streets of Alexandria until his skin was torn from his body and blood seeped into the sand. Luke was hanged and John was thrown into a vat of boiling oil. Peter was crucified upside down and Paul was beheaded. These men would not have given their lives if they knew that the resurrection of Jesus was a fraud. If Christ is still in the grave, then all Christians are false witnesses. If Christ is still in the grave, then our sins are not forgiven. Verse 17. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. If Christ is still in the grave, then there was no resurrection. And then if there was no resurrection, then Christians are no better off spiritually the non-Christians, our assurance of forgiveness, our peace of heart, our bright hopes of a world in heaven are just imaginary. There is no hiding place, no hope for mercy, no loving Christ to say, I've paid the penalty for your sin. I've taken your place. Instead, we will all stand before God We'll get everything that we deserve for every evil and hateful act or thought that we ever had. If Christ is still in the grave, our sins are not forgiven. And fourth, if Christ is still in the grave, then funerals are final. Then also, 
those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If Christ is still in the grave, then all those that we have loved and thought that they had gone on to be with the Lord and that we expected to see them again, we will never see them again. Our parents, our friends, our spouses, our children, those who have been taken suddenly, those who we gave a weeping farewell to with the hope that we would again see them in heaven, we will never see again. A terrible silence forever fallen. They are gone forever. If there is no resurrection, then every saint, Old Testament and New Testament, who died will have perished forever. Every Christian of every age will spend their eternity in torment without God and without hope. Their faith will have been in vain, their sins would have been unforgiven, and their destiny would be hell. If Christ is still in the grave, then funerals are final. Fifth and finally this morning, if Christ is still in the grave, then we have lived our lives without purpose. Verse 19 says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. The New Living Translation of that verse is, And if we have hope in Christ only for this life, we are the most miserable people in the world. Sometimes you hear a well-meaning Christian say something like this. Even if it's not true, it's better to have lived as a Christian. Think of all the things you gain by being a Christian. You have Jesus in your heart. But if still in the grave, he's not in your heart. If Christ is still in the grave, we must give up the beautiful vision and go back to the dream drab coldness and grim darkness described by Bertrand Russell. And it is all made worse by the fact that we thought we had a hold of something glorious, so marvelous. But if there is no resurrection, it all crumbles into dust at our feet. It is all taken away from us. And our darkness is all the more dark for what we have lost. Well, praise God, that's not the end of the story. The story doesn't end in doubt or defeat. Verse number 20 says, But the fact is that Christ has been raised from the dead. He has become the first of a great harvest of those who will be raised to life again. What a great transformation that verse makes. It is a fact that the tomb is empty. It's a fact that Christ did rise from the dead. Earlier in this letter to, his church, to the church at Corinth, Paul asserted that Jesus had shown himself first to Peter and then to the other apostles. And after that, he was seen by over 500 people who at the time of that writing were still alive. In all, the Bible records 10 distinct appearances of the resurrected Christ with a variety of times and a variety of people. Luke writes that Jesus gave the disciples many 
convincing proofs over a 40-day period before he ascended back into heaven. No one has ever been able to come up with, a, with credible evidence that can explain away the post-resurrection appearances of Christ. The message of Easter is not that there is no death. The message of Easter is not that God will not let you die. The message of Easter is not that faith is easy. The message of Easter is that the tomb is empty. And because is it empty, those who have placed their faith and trust and hope in Christ in this life will live on with him in the life to come. So now it's the time to make your decision. Do you believe that Jesus made that sacrifice for your sin? Do you believe that he rose from the garden tomb to prove that he was and is God? It's your choice. Are you willing to accept the gift of eternal life even today? He's waiting for your answer. Let me close with this challenge for the believers in the congregation today. When we start to believe in the reality of the resurrection, that there is life on the other side, we will begin to live life differently on this side. This is what drove the disciples out into the world. This is their firsthand experience of the reality of the resurrection. Because the resurrection is a reality, our preparations for the next life are infinitely more important than our plans for this life. What kind of car you drive is not nearly as important as how we treat people around us. How much money we have in the bank is not nearly as important as our willingness to share what we have with those in need. How successful we are in our field of work, academics or sports, is not nearly as important as how faithful we are in serving the Lord in the local church. Let's bow for prayer. Father, we're so grateful for the message of the resurrection because it is our sure hope of life everlasting. It is our proof that our sins have been forgiven. It is our proof that our faith has a foundation and that we're not living meaningless, purposeless lives, but we've given ourselves to a living Savior. We're so glad this morning. We're so happy that the tomb is empty, that our Lord sits at your right hand, that he ever intercedes for us. Father, thank you for your love for us that you are willing to send your son, your only son, and allow him to take upon himself our sin and to pay for that sin on the cross of Calvary. But all that would be great, but it would be without meaning if the grave was still occupied, if Jesus had not risen. But we celebrate today that he is risen, risen indeed. Thank you, Lord. 
Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.